0: This but might I be my so favorite nice text of the day. Because <clears throat> I have some follow-up questions. Texts that make a statement that I have follow-up questions are my favorite. This is a text from the 864. It says, guys, B here. I got so mad, I don't drink often, but after that game, I had to drop tequila in my beer. <laughs> now, I just want to state for the record that if that, if that claim is true, that, this, that B doesn't drink often... He already was into the beer and then went tequila. That's a double whammy, folks. Yeah, for some people, beer is a recovery drink for the (laughs) tequila, though. (laughs) Just want to throw that out there. Uh, Hour number three of the program here. Appreciate everybody getting in. Appreciate the thoughts. I'll be honest. I appreciate the interaction we've gotten on our poll question. On the royalfmcom slash polls, roar mobile app, click the poll tab. Who is most responsible for Clemson's loss to Duke on Saturday? 53.1% say Clemson's turnovers. 44.3% say officiating. And 2.7%, God bless y'all, say Duke's late game execution. Back and forth we go.
1: I'd like to talk to the turnover people real quick. Okay. And I, I know this is not all of you, okay? I know this is not all of you. Where did the level-headed Clemson fan come from in the last 48 hours? Those that say, you know, well, the officials don't really matter because we turned the ball over, and golly darn, we lost because of what we did. You can't talk about the officials. That's really what some of you have said. You know, well, we didn't play a perfect game, therefore we can't talk about the officials. Hey – Where's that energy in other sports? Where's that energy for the coaches that you like in other sports? Again, I, let's just let's just be real about what's going on here with some of you. Yeah. Do we do we do that in the past? Do we do we talk about the blown plays by officials or do we or or do we just excuse it away because golly bum? We made a mistake. Did you do that in the catch too, like for South Carolina fans? The South Carolina fans talk about the three interceptions by Phil Petty, or mm. they they talk about the fact that Rod Gardner pushed off, and the officials didn't call it. I mean, is that what we do? Or or what about the? I had to I had to check this one this morning. How many times have you heard the Thomas Austin phantom holding call? In 2008 and 2009 versus Georgia Tech, you don't talk about the uh, the turnovers by I believe it was uh, not Proctor, but uh, Colin Harper. Cole, no, it wasn't even him. Regardless, you, you don't talk about you don't talk about. <laughs> I, I have blocked that quarterback period from my memory. I think. Um, Kyle Parker, <laughs> Kyle Parker in 09. Yes, yeah. Kyle Parker 09. That's you right. You uh, know, Kyle Parker. So, how many times have we referenced that game over the years? Kyle Parker threw a f- a four straight incomplete passes to end the game. I, I, I haven't heard the first Clemson fan in the last almost 15 years now It has been, say, well, you know what? We were called for holding, but we really were because we can't complain because we threw four incomplete passes. <laughs> but, no, we're going to do that with basketball. See, I see through some of you people. I see through you when you respond to my tweets about, well, you can't complain about officials because you turned the ball over. Yeah, that same energy is not there for the other sports when when you when you are supporting a program. That's right. It's not. There's there's a million examples of that too. And you know I'm right. You know I'm right. So I see your true colors. It is interesting
0: that Clemson fans who and I'm going to say like it's not it's not just a Clemson game, okay? That's why we talked about context in the first segment. Yeah.
1: And look I have acknowledged the, the turnovers. Yeah, again. Terrible. Terrible. Two of them, two of them two of them completely on Clemson. They I mean they were. One one of them just egregious. Despite all that, you have a 1 point lead with 1 second to go. Despite making mistakes down the stretch, you have a one-point lead with one second to go, and it's stolen from you. And again, for those that want to say there was four turnovers, you know, in the stat sheet there was, I challenge you to go look at them again and tell me that earlier in the game, two of those where the Duke player is reaching from behind, reaching through the Clemson player to knock the ball loose, tell me that's not a foul if it's on the other end of the court. Tell me it's not that's or or earlier in the game tell me those aren't fouls that's another thing that makes that kind of gripes my nerves on this but no we quote unquote clemson fans we're going to blame our team and we're we're going to give the officials the benefit of the doubt that is garbage man clemson
0: fans who are talking about this game like well i mean technically and i'm this is dilbert okay Technically, by the letter of the law, that was a contact initiated by the defender there. And uh, technically, it was a foul. And, you know, you just got to take better care of the ball. For the record,
1: I don't know any of you that talk that Um, way, but it's still funny.
0: Ben, we know. Again, that's not just a Clemson game generally without any contact. That is a Clemson game at Duke in Cameron. Every Clemson fan, I'm telling you, look in your soul. You know that if the roles were reversed, that the foul would not have been called. You know that. So don't bring logic to an emotional argument. Because guess what? Logically, that is not a foul both ways, and you know that it's not. Logically, if a Duke player hands the ball or gently tosses the ball to a Clemson player, After going up by four, logically, you know that's not a technical foul. You know that's a factor. Stop bringing logic to an emotional argument. I am big logic guy. Huge logic guy. Big logic guy. I love logic. I love reasoning things out. I love making stuff make sense. This ain't about logic, okay? And it shouldn't be. I mean, honestly, shame on you Clemson fans for trying to be overly logical about this for an ulterior motive that... Ben is obviously talking about. That's one the other thing that I'll say. Man, we'll go to the phone. We got we got Mike and uh Mike and Robert coming up in in just moments. The other thing is I it is it is amazing to me that people are saying that Clemson lost the game. And look, obviously a lot of people think it. And I'm not telling you you're wrong necessarily. 51.2% of y'all. Let me let me refresh it. of y'all say Clemson's turnovers were the reason. And 48.4% say officiating was the thing that was most responsible. We're not excluding other factors. We're saying most responsible. So it's neck and neck right there. It's about 50-50. Clemson turned it over in four of their last five possessions. But I love that nobody seems to be considering that there are lots of things that you quote-unquote have to do to win a game like this? How many times do you, you can't do that and win the game? You can't do this and win the game.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, caller just said, you know, Clemson just doesn't know how to win these games What the end. Uh, What about? But, uh, would you, I would argue Duke does. Their history would suggest they do. So, surely they know how to win this game, right? Would you
0: on? argue that missing your best player, missing two free throws with three minutes left down by four, is that something you can't do and win a game? Right? I mean, you miss. Do you go to line? You miss two free throws. How many times we say, boy, if you make those two free throws, you win the game? You can't do that and win the game. What about missing a layup off a turnover? Oh, you get a steal in the backcourt and it's right there and you miss the layup in the backcourt. Golly Moses, if you just make that layup, you'd win the game. Or how about this? How about a wide open look from three for a 40% three point shooter down the stretch? You're down by two, you get a wide open look from three. And you missed it and doggone it, if you just make your open shots and you take it, control what you how many textures today some of y'all weirdly have been bringing this up just control what you can 't control officiating quaman control what you can control missing open threes is a controllable, and for a really good shooter, you miss it, and gosh darn it you can't just you just can't do that and win the game, except for all of those are things that Duke did down the stretch they are the team that apparently can do all the things that losers do and still win because you got the whistles when the refs are in your pocket when they are on your side when they are giving you the call and they know you know that they will Because every time you've ever needed a call in that building, it has emerged for you. So just drive. Just keep backing down P.J. Hall. Keep battering P.J. Hall like a heavyweight boxer, Kyle Filipowski. Elbow him right in the face because that call's coming because you've got four fouls. Land on Joe Girard, Kyle Filipowski, because just go as hard as you want after that rebound. Because you're not going to get the call because the whistle will back you. Listen... A plow into Josh Beatle's chest. Take an extra step. Doesn't matter. It's down the stretch of a game in your building, and you will have it. You can do everything to lose a game if you're Duke because you know that you have the officials to win the game. And all the Clemson fans out here who are saying, well, Clemson didn't control what they control. Well, I'm going to point out that Duke, by very definition, did not control what they could control either. So what was the difference between winning or losing between the two teams that didn't control what they could control? What was the difference? It was the last play. It was a whistle. was the difference? Don't hold Clemson to a standard that you're not willing to also hold Duke to. It is amazing where that leads you logically. Now, I'm also going to point this out, too, and we'll go to the phone. We'll get Mike and Robert in before our next break. It is amazing to me that there are t- like, people act like Clemson fans do this all the time. I've seen that Well, Clemson fans just wandered. Two years ago, when Paolo Bancaro made two incredible plays at Duke to win a two-point game, I don't remember people talking about officials. I don't have that memory. In fact, I think we came here and expressly said, we're not talking about officials today. Paolo Bancaro made a great play. Clemson lost the game to Georgia Tech and there were folks that wanted to talk about that out of bounds play which was horrendous but you could point to that game and say Clemson didn't make the winning plays and Georgia Tech did we have no problem giving credit in either of those scores sometimes Dukes beats you at Cameron sometimes another team beats you in your place and maybe in an upset because they make the plays that ain't what happened here that's not what happened here let's go to Mike who's up with us next what's up Mike? Not much
2: quack enjoying the show as usual, especially today. I, I wanted to, uh, first off agree with both you and Ben and a lot of callers. Uh, that's the worst officiated game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I saw somewhere where, and Ben has already talked about this, where Tim Bray tweeted out, in all his years of going to Cameron, it's the worst officiated game he's ever seen. And Ben commented that he doesn't complain about officiating. I have a customer who is a friend of uh, Tim Beres, and he's told me that before. He says he he never hears him complain about the officiating. But I wanted to bring up a point. Uh, it's, I think it's relevant. Ben made a comment earlier in the last uh, last hour about some people that responded to his tweets taking shots at Brad Brownell or at the way the game played out. And and the comment was something along the lines, come on, people, be fair and be honest. You you like that they lost the game because you don't like Brad Brownell. And Ben, again, would be right. But I just wanted to point out to both of you guys, and logic shouldn't play into this, so um, I'm pleased that. I just hope I don't get ripped new and certainly not barred from the show. But this is 14 seasons of being close, 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 so close. And almost every season, we get our hopes up, we get all jacked up, and then somebody yanks the rug out from under our feet. A couple of weeks ago, you, you were did the win game with Mike Vaughn, and you're talking about the Tigers going like 25 and six or 24 and 7, and correct me if I'm wrong, started out this season, 11 and 0, and now 13 and six. I think they're in ninth or 10th place in the ACC, and that wears on the fan
1: over the years. Mike, you know uh, what else wears on people though? Every loss being a referendum on Brad Brunell. Like not, not but but that's what you're doing right now, Mike. At all, with all due respect, and and I'll give you all the time you want. You know that I will I'll try to be fair. Every single loss is a referendum on Brad Brunel, and sometimes I understand it. Why why would you bring that up today? Because the game at Cameron had nothing to do with Brad Brunel screwing up.
2: Because you brought it up earlier talking about people that responded to your tweets and said, Be honest, you don't like Brad Brownell. Right. You're glad they lost. So I mean I'm I'm I, like I said, it's probably not relevant. I shouldn't even brought it up, but it does get old every season, every season, close, 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 and then we get the rug yanked out from under us and I just uh I just think that's relevant. Yeah, I do
1: yeah they haven't they have the won there since 94 95 appreciate the call mike it's, thanks I mean, very much th- this is not there are some things if if people want to make them about him that's fine this is not one of them today it's not it's not one of them today brad Renell beat duke in cameron that's right i'm sorry he did can we get robert in real
0: quick before sure. we take our next break let's go to robert he patiently waited robert what's up man Hey, this
3: is a pretty simple question, and I don't mean to be—I'm not knocking Brad. It's any coach. I'm watching the game; all makes free throws. They're—they're they're saying Duke doesn't have a timeout, and then Clemson calls timeout. My question is: If you or or Ben or anybody—if you were a coach, would you have called the timeout, or 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 would you let it run, not giving Duke the chance? Just set something up. Not that they did or anything, but it's and I'll take your responses
4: off the air.
1: Thanks very thanks. much, Robert. Appreciate the phone call. I think mean, that's a fair question. I think that's a very fair question. And Robert, I I wondered the same thing. Um, here would be my answer, though. Given given the circumstances where Duke has drivers on their team, it, my assumption was Clemson was going to drive to the basket. Also, and I, I, I am not intentionally bringing this back to the officials in this sense, in this instance, but why wouldn't you drive? like if you're Duke playing in your building, why wouldn't you drive to the basket? Because there's a great chance you're going to get a call. And so I call time out there because I want to set my defense, I want to set the assignment. They had Beetle on Proctor, which is the right call. And if you don't call the timeout there, there's the opportunity for confusion and matchups on the other end of the court. And it, again, the way that I saw it, I don't know that that timeout necessarily benefited Duke as much as it does Clemson. I, it's a fair question, though. Yeah, I think it's kind of like fouling down three. Like, everybody has
0: a philosophy, and circumstantially, you wonder. And if it doesn't work, then you're going to question whatever the choice was. I've got a couple thoughts on this, too. We'll get back to the phone. 654 roars the number. Hour 3 continues next. Hey, Tiger fans. Don Munson here to tell you about Buff City Soap.
5: You'll find delightfully scented plant-based soaps that are handmade daily. They're on a mission to create handmade products that are free of harsh ingredients and full of nourishing plant-based goodies to make your skin happy. They have beard oil, pet soap, bath bombs, laundry soap, body butter, and more. The Munson household is sold. Nourish your skin at Buff City Soap with two locations to serve you in the upstate Artwell Village Shopping Center in Clemson and the shops
0: at Green Ridge in Greenville. Call the
6: whose name is his number one, Tom Plumber. One, Tom Plumber.
7: I need a good plumber fast. I always call One, Tom Plumber. One, Tom what? Here. Dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. Or just tell your smartphone to call One, Tom Plumber. They promise to be there in an hour. Call
3: the This is number one, Tom Plumber. One, Tom Plumber.
5: Need to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or a wood chipper? Maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor. McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni-owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union. Call 654-9187-Clemson or 718-1449-West Union. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. I'm Glenn
4: Reese with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open seven days a week. Pick up some delicious donuts and a cup of coffee. We'll help you raise money for your club, church, or group of worthy cause. Sell Krispy Kreme Donuts. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy
0: Kremes. I'm
6: a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme.
0: Just trust me. We've all heard or said these words ourselves at various points. It's going to be great. Just trust me. We say that all the time. And that's basically what I'm saying when you hear me talk about PhD weight loss. I'm just asking you, just trust me. And now the reality is, a few of y'all are thinking things like this. Will it be safe? Or, you know, perhaps more commonly, will I fail? Nope. You won't fail because they won't let you. You're not your past. Whatever diet pills or injections you did in the past failed you. Wanting to drop weight is 80% of the battle, so you're almost there, and the other 20% is having an expert on your side, a way to keep you on track. Keeping you on track is what PhD does. It's the most important thing that they do. I want you to think about this. Think about what not doing PhD will do. Multiply five pounds times five years of doing nothing, you're another 25 plus pounds overweight. If you don't, stop right now and call PhD. For more info, go to the website at myphdweightloss.com.
7: They say the New Year calls for new goals. So what about new house goals? Upgrade to comfort this year with natural gas. Picture warmer heat, endless hot water, cooking without power, and grilling without a tank. Make the switch for a cozier and more efficient home. Call 864-859-6375 or visit FHNGA.com for details. And hey, before you dig, remember to call 811. It's the law and it's free. Happy New Year from your friends at Fort Hill Natural Gas. Are you tired of living with the discomfort of peripheral neuropathy symptoms? Well relief is just a call away. Introducing Sumas Laser Therapy, a breakthrough treatment for peripheral neuropathy that could change your life. Say goodbye to tingling, numbness, and pain in your extremities. Dr. David Maruz, DC in Greenville is here to guide you on your journey to a pain-free life. With state-of-the-art Sumas Laser Therapy, you can experience real relief. Look to a brighter future. Call 864-292-6777 now to schedule your consultation. Jefferson,
8: judge I'm Justin Jefferson with the Minnesota Vikings. Hi, I'm Jamar Chase with the Cincinnati Bengals. Can stop why do I choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because I only go all out. Because I can't be stopped. Because my Sleep Number Smart Bed helps me sleep at the right temperature all night. So we can take our game to the next level. That's why 80% of NFL players choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed. Sleep next level, perform next level.
0: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL.
8: Powered by UpCountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection.
3: Man, you won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that The Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
9: You're a rich girl, and you're going too far, because you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely Let on me the remind you
1: again about, you about our friends at UpstateMuscle.com no. and the sale they have going on right now on the Isohuay Pure Isolate. If you get the cinnamon crunch flavor right now, you can get 40% off of that product simply by using promo code CINNA, Cina. Cinnamon, get it? It's clever, huh? you Love right. it. Uh Ice the ISO whey Cinnamon Crunch Flavor Protein at UpstateMuscle.com. Use promo code C-I-N-N-A. 40% off. It is a great sell on a great tasting product. Uh we've got three calls on hold. We're gonna get them all right now. I did want to say mention something on the text line that I saw that's already disappeared. Something that I heard, but uh, texter referencing something Walt said last week, and uh, paraphrasing, he said, "When you go to Cameron, you gotta you gotta score, you gotta beat him by twelve to win by two, or something like that." And I remember him saying that, and I kind of laughed under my breath, you know, like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's but he's right, you know, ha ha." Boy, it looks really right today, doesn't he? Yes, he does. That's sad. It's sad that the, it's sad that that's true. It's 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 the frustration of Clemson and
0: again I'm I'm making it about Clemson fans. Clemson fan base is not the only one. There were lots of non Clemson fans in my mentions that were with that were with the frustration of Clemson people on Saturday night. For sure. Let's go to Pat from Easley who's up with us next. What's up, Pat?
8: Hey, Paul, how you doing, man? Good man. Thanks for getting in. <clears throat> uh I I like one of the calls was called early. I go all the way back to the early eighties. Um we uh, started with North Carolina, and, I, and all the angst and anger I felt as even as 12, 13, 14 years old of Clemson playing them with Jordan and all those guys and seeing the foul calls and the free throw shooting by them and our guys, be fouled out the game. And and then, you know, Coach K comes, and then you get the same thing with Duke, and, and it's the same thing. And, you know, and I'm watching the game Saturday, and I'm like, our guys are playing good, deepest position. We got our hands up, playing vertical. Nobody's bumping a guy, and all of a sudden you get a whistle, and you like, and post and he was just, I mean, like, they was zeroed in on him, and he's just looking at the refs like, I got my hands up. I'm not moving. I'm just moving my body. I'm not even bumping these guys, and y'all are calling me. And it's like, it's like, it's all the time, just just nonsense stuff, and I had no idea that when they called the technical, it was on Jack Clark. I thought it was on Dylan Hunter on the drive when he made the layup because it looked like he was getting hit, but his arm was behind one of the Duke guys. So I was like, "Oh, he got a tech for that, you know about?" And they didn't realize until y'all was telling the day that it was on Jack Clark. And so it's just all those things, and and I was and I know some Duke guys, and I was just going off of them like, man, y'all. Y'all <laughs> but the cheapest team I ever seen in my life, <laughs> and it's like, and it's and it's constant. And, I, and I, like I said, it it, it just I don't understand when you're coming from a when you say you're just tired of you're tired of hearing. I'm like being like it's not even a joke no more. You know, like we go in there, we laugh about it, but for me, it, it's real personal for me because it's just all the time, and it's like you don't you you the the, the thing of fairness. You know, it's like. You taking that team over another team because of who they are. And that team is playing their butts off and you call, you know, bogus balls and bogus calls on that team because of who they're who they not. And it it just it's all the time. And I've been doing it for like forty years. So I, I know the I know the pain. Believe me, I know the pain.
0: Yeah, I I mean, uh, Pat, I appreciate that because that's that's a lifelong Clemson fan right there who's seen a lot of stuff. And you can't just go into a, a game lot. without having seen your stuff, right?
8: Uh, definitely man i mean it's, it's, it's unbelievable like i said i i look at shefflin uh, uh the game i mean in the second half and the guy's just got his hands in vertical i mean like and he's moving his feet he's not bumping and and he's getting a call philip Powski, got I me mean, one time he did a little spin move out of bounds and shefflin just standing there and i'm like really come on guys here we go and so it's almost like here we go we done started so I, I understand the pain. So I just hope we can just take that moment. I'm glad Coach Coach Brownell said what he said after the game. I'm glad he said we have a problem with one of these officials already. Uh, so I'm just I'm glad he said what he said after the game, and, and I seen on TigerNet where he had posted, that spoke to officials and stuff. But it still don't change anything. They got the victory, and we didn't, and we got it stole from. So.
1: That's right, Pat. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. I, I tweeted at one point that Philipowski was gonna continue with the bully drives if the officials were going to continue to allow that. Um you know Shefflin's I believe it's his fourth foul. It probably was a foul on him. Got him with the body. The one where he fouls out, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. I mean, like a a basketball person would have to tell me how in the world you're supposed to defend that because you don't have to allow a defender to run through you i I would agree with that i'm I'm asking the same thing about and, beetle and and when you are straight up and down and you've stayed on your feet and you are moving laterally, you're not moving at the player I like honest question what do you do and and Beetle when there's an arm bar by Proctor to make space. After he walks like how how do you defend that clean if you're not if you're gonna say that wasn't a clean defense?
0: You know, I after the game, I had this thought, we're going right back to the phones, I had this thought. If he flops, if he falls down, they might call a charge. Because he got hit hard in the chest.
1: No chance at Cameron.
0: And then I realized, (laughs) and this is the worst part. Then I realized even that wouldn't work. And I also realized that on the other end, it would not be a foul, and it would be a charge. And it's like, it's not about what you do. It's not about what you do. It's about what jersey you have on. It's not about what you do. It's about what jersey you have on. That's injustice. Let's go to Othello, who's up with us next. What's up, Othello? How are you?
9: Hey, Clark. Hey, ben. Listen, I'm an old-timer. I go back to Tate's walk. All right. For basketball coach. I have seen ACC players come and go, and I appreciate your quote-unquote sermon earlier because it is an injustice. It's gotten to where we have accepted it as Clemson fans. Uh, Well, if – Clemson's up by one, and ain't going to last long because the refs are going to call something against us to for Duke or North Carolina to win the game. And it's been like that forever. And these Clemson fans that are having a problem with Coach Brad, let me tell you, they don't know Clemson basketball, do they? Because it's been a tough go with Duke and North Carolina, and coaches get fed up, you know, the Rick Barnes and the, all of them, they get fed up because they're tired of going into, to those places with good, talented teams and getting it stolen from them. So it's, it's unfortunately a curse, and I'm hoping that maybe our athletic director or something, something will change in the coming years. You know, I, I really do. So, I appreciate the sermon. Keep it up, and have a great rest of the day.
0: Thanks very much, Othello. Appreciate the phone call. Um, she reminded me of something, and uh, Will Vandeborg reached out with this. I had a lot of people in my um, in my timeline, and this is like if you're if you're Pat or you're Othello and you've got a, more of a, a little bit of a longer memory, you'll you'll appreciate this. Um, there are people who are like, well, I mean, the foul discrepancy was only like three guys. I mean, come on, 20 to 17. LOL, 20 to 17. And I just laugh at those people. You simple minded people who have never been screwed over a day in your life. You don't even know what it looks like to screw a team over with fouls. Because here's what it looks like. And this is true. And I'm going to, like, I don't, North Carolina's been catching strays today. And I know Zeke's on hold. Like, I'm not trying to lump North Carolina into this. Because I don't ever feel like Clemson's been screwed
1: at Chapel Hill as badly as they have twice now at Duke. Yeah. Even even the game that had the enormous foul discrepancy, when you have better athletes, or let me rephrase that. When your athletes are not as good as the opponent, sometimes you're going to get more fouls caught on you. That's right. And that's the case with in the past, in some years, with Clemson going to – to, to North Carolina or do that was not the case Saturday. No, it was
0: not. My thing is this: if you're just going to foul totals, again, you're you're a simpleton. You've never actually watched a game where somebody was getting hosed. Because here's how it happens: the fouls are five to one. Four of those five fouls are shooting fouls. That means one team shot eight free throws. You've shot none because it was five to one the coach looks at the scoreboard and says hey the fouls are five to one so what happens with 22 on the shot clock 30 feet from the basket they call a hand check foul so now the fouls are five to two then they call an offensive foul on the other end it's five three but guess what no free throws shooting fouls put teams at the line foul counts are for losers foul counts are for chumps free throws are where games are won or lost Almost every single foul Clemson was called for in the second half was a shooting foul. Look at the discrepancy in non-shooting fouls between what Clemson was called for and what Duke was called for as a share of the total fouls. Get back to me on that. Let's go to Will, who's up with us next. What's up, Will?
4: Good morning. I'm a first-time caller, and I agree with everything everybody's saying. Uh, 75 years old, and I'm a Clemson graduate. I've been around for a while. And I've, I've watched it all sports, and it's kind of like the ACC, all carolina Conference. Lived in Virginia, lived in Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina. And the, the, over the years, the one thing, and I'm off on a different tangent, but once Clemson administration will put on their big-boy britches, and instead of the talk show talking about it, yeah, they're going to get fined. What's a birth in the NCAA or our football's just as bad? What's it worth? i mean you take a fine but what what where are they going to put on the big boy britches and they they bring something they write a letter and i know this from personal experience they write a letter and they get a response and it goes in a file cabinet that's the clemson response they're gonna to have to stand up you know every one of the championships just about they rotate basketball but they come home every four years now we're adding three more schools it, again it's that all carolina conference uh, you go to the out of state of the North Carolina, you hear the other schools complain about the officiating. I'll take it off the air. Thank you.
0: Thanks very much, Will. Appreciate the phone call. I honestly I don't know what anybody's supposed to do. Honestly, it's easy for us to say what we're saying because we're not going to get fined today. Like, I don't you know, I I'm not asking somebody to take a fine. Like that's your that's your check, that's your livelihood. I like my check. I, I like the money I earn. I like to keep it. I don't go fast on the road thing, and it doesn't matter if I get a speeding ticket. I can pay it, but I don't like it.
1: And, and to Will, I would say they are about to do something. They're about to, they're about to do the, the biggest big boy pants thing you could ever imagine. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes, they are. Uh, this hour brought
0: to you by friends at Toyota of We'll go to Zeke and Steven after the break. Toyota VZ, of dot The great sales staff, the great service department. They can get you in a new or pre-owned Toyota right now. No questions asked. And there's a lot, a lot of options to choose from. In fact, the, op- the opportunities are endless if you go to the website and start the sales process there. Create that relationship. It'll be sustained. Ryan and the folks there do a great, great job on the new side, on the pre-owned side, on the service side. Go online. Start the process there at Go see them on 123. That's Toyota Veasley where their name means a great deal. Final segment, Zeke and Steven and much more right after this.
9: Is your crawlspace damp or musty? Water in your crawlspace can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawlspace repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawlspace is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com
4: Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE-certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative.
7: East Main Furniture in Easley, where every day is a sale day. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, Liberty Furniture, and Von Bassett. All at discounted prices. If they don't stock it, they can special order it for you. Now offering up to 12 months. Same as cash on purchases over $300. East Main Furniture located at 829 East Main Street, Easley. Or call 864-442-6054 today.
10: An ultimate day of relaxation and rejuvenation from Lilia Day Spa in Anderson is the perfect gift for her on Valentine's Day. Year after year, they've been voted Anderson's Premier Spa, and their staff is ready to treat her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private setting. Choose a sweet treat package or a Be Mine package, a sweetheart, or a Cupid's holiday package. Lilia Day Spa can create something special, or a gift certificate is ideal for Valentine's. Anderson's Premier Day Spa, Lilia Day Spa, 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson.
0: New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. i thought about it many years. And then I did it. Drop big pounds and never looked back. Look, like, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start Ph.D. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call Ph.D. because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com.
10: Did you miss out on your favorite Clemson sportswear? At Tiger Sports Shop, we still have your favorite gear from Lululemon, Nike, and more. With a full selection for all ages, you can continue to show your Tiger pride for the new year. We help you wear your Clemson pride on your sleeves. If you're short of time, shop our website at tigersports.com and either pick up your order or have it shipped to you direct. Visit one of our two locations in Clemson today. The Tiger Sports Shop is all in, all the time. Go Tigers!
6: I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme
4: I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donuts in Anderson and Spartanburg We're open seven days a week Pick up some delicious donuts and a cup of coffee Share a box or two at your business meeting, at church, or with family and friends during a time of need Call Spartanburg
5: and Anderson Krispy Kremes I'm a donut nut,
6: I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme
5: Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members the IC. terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Do you want more control over your business spending? Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management platform designed to save you time and money. Ramp offers unlimited corporate cards with spend controls you can customize to stop wasteful spending before it happens. Ramp makes expense reports a breeze by automatically collecting receipts and matching them to the right transaction. You'll close your books in hours instead of days. Ramp allows you to see all of your company spend in one place so you can make quick informed decisions about your business finances. Plus, Ramp will share insights based on your spending to help you cut costs. Over 15,000 businesses have added up to 5% to their bottom line with Ramp. You can be one of them. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com/sports. ramp.com/sports ramp.com slash sports.
3: No transfer portal here. We're here to stay. We are Let's the die! war where every day is game day.
4: same my Sarah.
0: All right, final segment of the program. Glad to have you with us. I, I want to just bring up an anecdote. There are, you know, when you call women's basketball games, you uh, have a rapport with fans. And there was one fan in particular. She walked up to me last night, and th- this is what she said God's honest truth, this is what she said Wendy's Cobb Salad. <laughs> That's what she said. She, she's a big proponent of Wendy's Cobb Salad. She just said, like, it was right before pregame, too. I got my headset on. Tim Matt said, i to say hello. She said, Wendy's Cobb Salad. So, I'm just going to say that today.
1: No more, no less. Wendy's Cop Salad. Cop Salad, most overrated of all the salad. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and you know what? We say all that on a
0: day where we got a call Did from Cobb Oxford. I, I, you said overrated. I
1: meant to say underrated. Mm. Sorry, that was a mistake by me. Mm. Most underrated of you, all the salads.
0: You spent a lot of time at Duke, so you have spent time thinking about what's opposite. So, there we go. Let's go to Zeke. Who's up with us next? Six five four roars the number. What's up, Zeke?
6: Hey, what's up, Quark? I uh, I'll make it real quick. so Clemson fans get on this. Uh, fish shape was bad. Let's just start right there. And all agree, fish shape was bad. Okay. Uh, why anybody thinks it wouldn't be bad is beyond me. Um, so because it's it's dirt, man. Clemson, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's terrible fish ate. But let me say this: I don't think the game was stolen from Clemson. And here's why I say that: I heard. Man, I heard you guys talk about it. Pittsburgh did not feel that way. Pittsburgh celebrated, jumped on their table. Because at the end of the game, Pittsburgh made shots. You can't be up four with the ball and have four straight turnovers. Not even get a shot up. Not even run the shot clock out. Nothing. That put Clemson in a position where it could be left up to the officials. So, I don't think the game was stolen. I think the pitching was terrible. I think, I think P.J. Hall got mugged, but yet he couldn't do anything. I thought there a lot of bad calls. Don't get me wrong. But I think you guys will agree with this. If Clemson, who has two fifth-year senior guards, I believe, and a fourth-year senior big man, why Ian Flesher has those four turnovers, why he's got the ball so much and not the guards to create and make plays, if you don't turn the ball over four straight times, we're not having this discussion today uh and so i think two things can be true at once fish ain't was bad you got hoes on a lot of calls pj gets mugged and he does not for some reason get the same respect he deserves that a guy other guys in the league do no doubt but the other thing that is true is Clemson did not do what they should have done things pittsburgh did which was run clock make tough shots walk out of cameron with a win celebrate in front of their fans. Last comment I'll make is: Having said that, can I say this real quick? Can totally will can, can, I, can I say this yeah. real
0: quick? Because and then I'll let you. I'll let you respond with yeah. your last thing. I I think Pitt is a perfect example of actually why it sucks that D- the Duke is officiated the way they are at home, because Pitt beat Duke with exactly what you said. They like did every single thing right, and it's not like they beat them by fifteen. Duke was minus two starters. Their best player goes seven of seven from three and has an unconscious day, it takes all that just to beat them by four. four? They won by four points. That kind of goes to the point. Yes, they made every play, but it's so hard to beat them for all of the reasons. And so I just want to point that out. Like, yes, Pittsburgh did all that stuff, but that was like, they were, like I give them a lot of credit because I watched the end of that game. They did make every play, but that is not a level that a basketball team on most nights can even get to what Pitt was doing at the end of the game.
6: No, I think, look, I've told you, Fish 8 was bad. Listen, it was bad. I mean, I watched call of the, It amazes me how players can jump into players and guy on defense can be straight up and he gets to call him. So, I, listen, I agree with the bad of Fish 8. I Look, I was ready to celebrate. No, You guys don't hate Duke as much as me. So, let's just end that discussion right there. So, uh, no, seriously, I was ready to celebrate. My weekend was going beautiful. We won a tele-hasty. I was going to have a three-game lead in the conference. I'm celebrating. But what bothered me was, I've heard this before, when you have a lead, especially on the road, you want to do one of two things. Run that shot clock down to zero, hand on the ball, or at least just get a shot up to have four possessions without getting a shot up that's what really frustrated me because I thought, man, get, penetrate, get in the lane, try to draw a foul, do something, and drain that clock out. Don't leave it to where a dumb ref could get hyped up by the crazies and make a stupid, worthless call to hand Duke. Because, look, I knew what was going to happen, Kwok. They were going to hit a three to beat you, or they were going to be given a call to beat you the free throw line. I saw it coming a mile away. Last comment real quick. Unless I'm wrong, and you guys tell me, I'll oh, listen. Unless I'm wrong, Duke better play a whole lot better when they come to the Dean Dome on Saturday night. Or they're going to leave, and they're going to leave with a serious loss on Saturday night. And I'll get your thoughts on that one. Thanks, fellas.
1: Thanks, Zeke. Appreciate the call. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, where you're wrong is Clemson, was, I, I think it is fair to expect to be up by one with one second to go, and the officials missed three calls in one play. I, I, I'm, I don't make any apologies for that. Despite the turnovers, and we've talked a great deal about the turnovers, being up by you like if you want to focus on being up by four and then turning the ball over that's cool how about being up by one with one second remaining and the officials make three blown calls one of which goes against you well they all go against you because the other two weren't called I- Yeah, if this is in chapel hill zeke no no disrespect but you're screaming from the heavens you're not talking about your turnovers you're talking about being cheated out of a out of a win and that's exactly what happened at Cameron. To, to Zeke's point, I will say conceptually he's right about the end of the game.
0: Conceptually he's right. You want to ring that clock down to zero and get shots up. Yeah,
1: you don't write about that. You don't want to turn the ball over. You also don't want to allow Duke players to reach through the Clemson players that forced two of those turnovers. You also don't want that, but you know that's not going to get called in Cameron. They also, I think I'm right in saying this
0: Clemson had like five turnovers going into those possessions. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Clemson had five. They, had, uh, yeah, five turnovers in the game going
1: into the. So it's not like
0: they have been sloppy with the ball. It was literally that two minute pocket of time.
1: Yeah, and I know you know we. It's been a long time ago now that we talked about this. I, I give Duke complete credit for that first turnover that where he kind of picked Chase's pocket as Ian's passing the ball under Duke's basket that one yes first, Duke made a great play on it and the cross-court pass too was Shefflin's cross-court pass was was bad I mean and it was also great anticipation but I believe that was Proctor that had to pick six absolutely you those, those are bad those are on Clemson the other two I just wonder what happens if that's Clemson defending a Duke player like that where one goes through shefflin the other one goes through pj to knock the ball loose the they they go down in the score book as a turnover that's right
0: uh and that's where i don't disagree with zeke's logic there where he came from i would disagree a little bit with the like i don't know just again i don't i think we should hold duke to that same standard yes clemson did not control everything they could control but as i said a couple segments ago neither did duke it's not as if one team didn't control the controllables and the team that did control the controllables won. That's not what happened. Uh, what happened was a whistle at the end. That was the, that's what happened. Let's go to Steven, who's up with us next. By the way, I agree with Zeke on uh, North Carolina's going to beat them by 15. North Carolina's just, I mean, if they play like they've been playing, North Carolina's going to beat them by 15 on Saturday. Let's go to Steven now, who's up next. What's up, Steven?
3: You know, Qualk, I'm a lifelong Clemson fan. Um, I live up here in North Carolina. I've been watching Clemson athletics for the majority of my life. I'm 43 years old. And that, what I saw Saturday night, was one of the most egregious outcomes I think I can ever remember as a Clemson fan, regardless of the sport. On that final play where Proctor uses his arm to push off on a beatle, Listen, as a ref, you don't determine the game like that in that situation unless it's an a, just an egregious play or foul. And on that play, on that sequence, the most egregious foul was the, the, the push-off on Beetle from Proctor, okay? If you're going to make a call, if you're going to blow the whistle on something like that in that situation, you, you make that call. He don't went straight up. It's not as if he... You would have thought Proctor got hit in the face with an elbow or a fist the way he flung his head back and flopped on the floor.
6: Look, I...
0: Clark, you with me? Yes, I'm with you, <laughs> and I, I, I will say that... One of the things that I hate the most about the way, and I'm not just talking about Saturday, I'm talking about how games are officiated now, is that it behooves players to do non-basketball things to gain an advantage. Don't stand on your own two feet. Do fall down as often as possible. Don't take a shot. Do flail about with no chance to actually get your shot at the rim because the official will make a call. It lends itself to non-basketball things by players deciding games, and I don't like that. I, right,
3: right. And in, look, listen, bottom line is I, I, I'm with both sides about you, you can't turn it over four times within the last two minutes. I got that. The point is is you're up one with one second to go, and the refs determine the outcome. They determine the outcome of that game, bottom line. And, and listen, you can look back at the Sheffern calls where he's standing straight up feet on the ground, arms in the air, and they call a foul on him. Twice. Twice. Get out of the ACC. Get out of the Bush League. You're a group of five. You're, you, you're going to be regu- regu- regulated to a group of five conference pretty soon. Get out of it. Get off the of CW in football. Get out of it right now. It is, it is egregious. I hope that crimson can get to the ncaa tournament qual, but right now they're treading thin water they're walking
0: that line they listen they, they've got to start getting some wins steven i appreciate the phone
1: call thanks very much and it starts tomorrow with the with the louisville game it does you yeah, know as jason williams said uh jay williams former duke guard at worst that's a no call at the end of the game
0: I thought it was awesome. I mean, that's-
1: really, at, at worst, that's a no call.
0: Seth Greenberg knows how to win in Cameron. By the way, having Zabian Dowdell is very uh, helpful to win in Cameron. He's done a couple times. Uh, remember the time he hit the half-court shot? I think that was a Sunday night Fox Sports game. Uh, he hits the half-court shot to beat Duke. Seth Greenberg was all over it. He's like, oh, you can't make that. Guy. I'm like, Seth knows. Seth knows how hard it is to win there. He knows how over-the-top you have to be to go win there, and that's... That's what he's saying. Um, I want to tell you about Tiger Moving Company, kind of like Wendy's. I'll just tell you that I got a text today from a mutual friend who makes, uh, who gets mentioned on our show quite a bit, and uh, that the text just basically was like, "Tiger Moving, are you like? Is that legit?" And I just said, "Yes, we've used them twice. We loved it." And the response I got back was okay. Many, many more testimonials like that. TigerMoving at gmail.com. Start the process with the clean-cut and reliable movers with the fleet of Clemson vehicles. TigerMoving at gmail.com.
1: TigerMovingGreenBowl.com. You, you know, it's bad when we don't even mention uh, the NFL today. Couldn't have been more wrong about the Ravens. I Man, they sucked me <laughs> back in. We had a caller last week say, well, you know, Lamar can't win the big game, and I kind of defended him, and... You might be right. Uh, you
0: might be right. Much like you can't strip Clemson-Duke from his context, the context matters with Mahomes, and the context matters with Jackson in that game. I hate, I hate they lost. I really thought they were going to win that game. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that more tomorrow because I have a lot of thoughts about both of these championship games. The Lions are up 17, and then in the time it takes me to break the equipment down, leave the arena, and get home where it's tied? What are we doing uh so i'm I'm very excited about that. Um, let me say one thing real quickly about Samuel Property Group, Brady Brandon and folks at SPG if you can't go through the MLS for some reason if if cash is the way you need to go in terms of uh, in terms of selling your property uh, then they can help you do that in as little as ten days they can have a check in your hand for your property and it is a great great resource for lots of folks in lots of circumstances if you think this might be something you could use in your circumstance, whatever it may be. Talk to them. SamuelPropertyGroup.com. There's numbers. There's a contact form. They might tell you, you can go the traditional route and it'll be fine, but they might tell you, yeah, we can help you. That's the kind of people Brady and his team are. Go to SamuelPropertyGroup.com. Our poll results. This poll's up till the end of the day. Who's most responsible for Clemson's loss to Duke on Saturday? 49.3%.